Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, hi, babe. Long-ish time, no talk. I took a week off there because things have been so crazy. But how are you? It's Diana Jebbia, host of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. Hey, make sure you follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Diana Jebbia. Also, I'm starting to do more work on TikTok just because I feel like the Instagram algorithm's kind of going backwards. We were doing great for a while and and just, I don't know, I'm not feeling it lately. So TikTok it is, um, but I'm, I'm still active on Instagram. I know that was pretty long-winded and we're not even a minute in. While you're on Instagram, go ahead and give Believe a follow. They are at Believe Network and Believe Lifestyle. Remember, Believe is spelled B-L-E-A-V. Lots of great shows up there for you to check out. Love Believe so much. How has your week been? Um, We'll do a quick catch up, spill some Bravo tea, and then like I want to go in depth on this Ultimate Girls Trip trailer. It is dropping tomorrow. Sorry, not trailer. They they um premiered the first seven minutes of the show on Bravo's website. So I want to talk about that because it is premiering on Peacock tomorrow when this episode will drop. So hopefully you listen first and then check out the episode because we have a lot to unpack. And I really think this is going to be so much better than the first season of the show. Like, I know that's an unpopular opinion. But anyway, um, past week, been super busy, but I took up a new hobby, which sounds kind of counterintuitive when when you think of it that way. But I was just so stressed. I'm like, I really need to pick a hobby and do something to unwind after work because I, mean, I don't want to sit and eat on my couch and I don't want to keep going on my phone. Like once I do my social media, I have a bad habit of checking the numbers and I'm like, I've got to stop that. So I realized that when I do my part-time job with a piercing company and I have my hands busy setting up their aftercare kit, like I just feel so much better because my mind is going and I'm not checking my phone, I'm not eating, I'm not drinking. So I'm like, let me do something with my hands. And then I realized I used to cross-stitch when I was a lot younger and I was somewhat good at it. I've gotten a lot better at it over the past few years when I did my last piece. God, I think that was like five years ago. Um... So I'm like, let me let me pick up cross-stitching. And we're in our little creepy phase right now. I've always had an interest in all things goth, and I was a scene kid. But uh, we're just full-on embracing it. You know, I like to tell people who are into astrology that I am a girly rising. Your rising sign is what you present to others, but I am a full-on goth sun. So I'm doing creepy cross-stitching. And my first one is a quote from Beetlejuice, um, Lydia Dietz, and it says... I myself am strange and unusual and instead of going with the full-on goth like the the original pattern had a gray canvas sheet and then um like the threading was all black I was like you know what I'm gonna make it pastel so it's gonna go in my bathroom lots of pinks and then some greens for the roses because my bathroom is pink and green so that's what I've been doing but why this is relevant to you I feel like it might be fun for me to do some bravo quotes So maybe, I don't know, once I start doing that, I'll like post them on my Instagram or like you can vote for which quote you'd want to see like done on a cross stitch. I feel like this could be something fun we can do together and you can follow along on my journey. I was posting what I did last night and I got some hits, so I was kind of excited about that. It was just in my stories. I didn't make an actual post, but you seem to be interested in grandma crafts like I am. Creepy grandma crafts. And I I appreciate that about that. Uh, Wow. 
She can't even talk right now. <laughs> I appreciate that about the both of us. Before we get into Ultimate Girls Trip, there are some matters of Bravo tea we need to spill. So I think now is a good time. Wait, just kidding. Before I do that, I want to say if you haven't watched um, tonight's, which is last night's now, episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, you absolutely must because I think this is the most relatable Erica Jane has been in six seasons because she is drunk and living her life. And I'm like, that, yeah. You know, I couldn't relate to the money I couldn't relate to the lawsuits, the glam squad, but like drinking too much on a boat. I've done that. Um, Yeah, sorry, mom. No, I haven't done that. But anyway, actually talk first about Erica when we spill the Bravo tea. This is the shadiest article I've ever seen. So recently it was uh, announced, revealed, shared that Erica has a $2.2 million tax bill. Um, so she owes that money to the IRS. And this is from Radar Online, which I can't find the original article. I don't love Radar. I will go on the record saying that, but I can't find the original one. So we're just going <clears> to <throat> go with Radar's excuse me as I clear my throat. But um, she owes $2.2 million to the IRS. And she had said that she couldn't afford it, right? But according to Radar Online, Erica was spotted leaving a luxury salon in West Hollywood or no entering. She's going to the to the salon in West Hollywood looking ready for a day of pampering. Let's read on, shall we? The 50 year old Bravo star was seen out with her longtime assistant at the Elite Aesthetics Wellness Spot last week. She looked downcast as she walked around without a stitch of makeup on. The troubled reality star rocked a black and white sweater with a pair of oversized black sunglasses. She finished off her low-key look with a matching scrunchie on the top of her head. The trip to the salon is interesting given Jane's alleged dire financial situation. Wait, let's do something together, shall we? So, I'm going to look up the website and see if they have any prices. And you know if it's super pricey, they're probably not going to have any sort of menu with prices on their site, but we can try together. So right now I'm Googling Elite Aesthetics. Oh, I know where this is. Okay. Let's go to their website. And let's look at the menu. And let's go to services. Jeez. Um, so it looks like they offer body sculpting, stuff for cellulite, and injectables. So why don't we... Take a look at body sculpting. Oh, of course, no prices. But what they offer, it's like Botox, Juvederm, all that stuff. And those can be anywhere from like, I don't know, at least $200, depending on what you're getting, right? I'm willing to bet she dropped at least a grand in that spa. You can't quote me on that. At least a grand. Like at least, maybe 10 grand. Who knows? But... We, we don't know what services she got. It's in West Hollywood. Rent is high. Prices are pricey out here that you can stitch that on a sampler. Prices are pricey. Um, that was not a cheap spa day. And I'm certain it was not a $2.2 million spa day. But if you just went on the record saying that you cannot afford your taxes because they're $2.2 million, you should not be publicly photographed at a spa the next day. Maybe at like a, a Costco, 
you know, like a price club and no shade to Costco. I am a Costco member. Okay. I get my gas there right now. It is the only place right now in LA that is under six bucks to fill up your tank. Long live Costco. But maybe that's where you should be if you owe $2.2 million to the IRS, not at a spa, not at a really expensive spa. Also, they got the worst. And I say this with love. I'm not trying to judge anyone's appearance, but like we know when there's a good picture of someone and we know when there's a bad picture of someone. And this is not a good picture of Erica Jane. The way like the angle it was, and this isn't a comment about her body. This is like purely like looks alone because Mama June like wears her hair in the same uh, bun and she wears like long sleeve track suits and whatever I really thought it was Mama June and I am not the only one who thought that like there were people I forgot who posted it originally when I saw it but we were all like oh my god is that Mama June so no it's Erica Jane so she's not doing well right now um, our thoughts and prayers go out to her I am so sorry if I sound like I'm cutting off my eye is killing me right now and yes mom I did wash my hands before I rubbed my eye she's gonna get mad at me about that anyway I'm back I'm okay I did want to go further into this uh tax bill alleged tax bill I guess you could say alleged tax bill who knows what the legalese I'm gonna do the right thing so according to the daily mail um she owes this money from 2019 so it's $2,226,985.70. Because apparently the IRS does not round. She owes in California state taxes from 2019. Um, In legal documents obtained by people, it is stated that Erica claims she does not have the ability to pay the California tax board after receiving a notice from administrators. No, administers in May this year. The filing reads, I am in the midst of trying to figure out the basis of this tax bill with the assistance of my business manager who is an accountant or who is also an accountant. I do not have the ability to pay the California Franchise Tax Board tax bill. Erica states in the docs that she's unsure if the tax board is claiming any sort of lien in regards to her 750,000 pair of earrings, which she's been asked to return due to Tom's bankruptcy case. I don't know how this works. Because I've never had a lien, God forbid. But um, would that count towards the total of her bill? Because, ma'am, if you're worried about $750,000, A, turn over those earrings because you've been holding on to them for God knows how long. And B, that's really not going to cut out much of your tax bill. Like, I hate to, to break it to you. Like, I just did the math on it now. It's $1 million four hundred seventy six thousand nine hundred and eighty five dollars and don't forget the 77 cents because the IRS has a change purse they need to fill honey so I mean yeah I guess I don't know it takes off a sizable amount but like when you still owe 2.2 million dollars like I don't know seven hundred fifty thousand seems like small potatoes to me especially small potatoes that can be fried when you can just turn over the earrings but who even knows I don't know um, you definitely, like I said earlier, you've got to check out this episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills from tonight. She's just completely drunk. I don't know how her lawyers are letting her get away with this, but it's just not looking good for her. And we as fans are totally here for it. Other than that, it's been a pretty quiet week on the Bravo front. So I think we should just go right ahead into the Ultimate Girls Trip trailer and theme song, by the way, which everyone hates and I am so pissed off about. But um, my friend Blake, who you've heard on the show, is blonde hair, black heart. We figured out 
why I love the theme song. So let's talk about that first. So if you haven't already, not in the middle of my podcast, wait until it's done, but head to Bravo's website. They dropped the first seven minutes of the premiere of Ultimate Girls Trip 2, Ex-Wives Club. By the time you hear this, it's probably going to be out, the full episode on Peacock. So go ahead and take a look after this show. But the theme song, I was obsessed when I heard it. Because I knew, I'm like, okay, these ladies are headed to the Berkshires. It's not the island, so we're not having like, housewives on the island. Um, That was my impression of it. You can buy that anywhere on iTunes starting September 5th. Just kidding, you can't. But I knew it was going to be different. Like, it's not an island vibe in the Berkshires. It's very, like, like Bluestone Manor is regal and, and gothic. And there's an air of that creepiness I love, right? I love Bluestone Manor. Oh, by the way, on TikTok, I think I'm going to do rating the rooms of Bluestone Manor sometime this week. So make sure you check that out and give me a follow. Anyway. I'm like, this, like, I see piano. I see violin. Like... I, I get like ugh, old like Moulin Rouge vibes. I was so excited. And the theme song did not disappoint. The theme song did not disappoint. It is like like the the Beetlejuice of Bravo, if you will. I love it. Um, and everyone hates it. And Blake's exact words were, it's like a creepy carnival song. And I was like, you know what? That's why I like it because that's my vibe. Listen, listen to it for yourself. DM me. Do you think I'm crazy? Let me know. But the first seven minutes, woof. Oh my God. We are in for a treat. First of all, I want to say that the babies of Bravo are making us feel like grandmas, okay? Right off the bat, we see Phaedra's sons, Aiden and Dylan, and literally it came up eight and 12, and I was like, excuse me, these are babies. These were Mr. President and the christening, and I remember when she just had Dylan, I'm like, what? No, there's absolutely no way. So then after I processed that, Bravo Further gave me a second heart attack and was like, Taylor's daughter, who we all celebrated her fourth birthday, Kennedy, on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I think it was like Ace Young or something from American Idol who wrote that song for Kennedy, who nobody cared about. I'm sorry. Nobody cared about the song. Everyone cared about Kennedy, obviously. She's a little girl. But anyway, that fourth birthday party that was clearly just for Taylor and not Kennedy, she is 15 now. She's 15. And I'm like, this is my brain can't compute. Honestly, that was 11 years ago. That was 11 years ago when that came out. I was 19. I was four years older than Kennedy is now. Like, my brain is short-circuiting. So that was wild. I also love um, Brandy gives zero Fs around her kid, which we kind of all expected. Like, they definitely have a really close mother-son relationship, and she's like, do you have any advice for me in the Berkshires? Which nobody knows where that is, by the way. And two people in this cast clearly don't know, so we'll talk about that later on. But um, anyway, after Brandy asks her son, do you have any advice for me in the Berkshires? He's like, yeah, don't throw a wine in anyone's face. And I'm like, we love a son who can, A, keep his mom in check, B, subtly shade her, and C, like, knows everything about her Bravo history. Love that. I'm excited to see Brandy back on TV. I think this is like everyone thought her last season at Beverly Hills when she had like the cameo appearance was going to be her redemption. Now, I think this is what she was made for. I don't know if she would thrive as a full time cast member on the show anymore, like a actual standing Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like, I don't think she could ever come back to that. But these little one off spinoffs, chef's kiss, that's perfect for her. 
So, want to talk more about how nobody knows where the Berkshires is, right? I mean, you know, when you think of it, it's like, wait, where is it? Is it in New York? Which Vicky thought it was the Hamptons, by the way, which is in New York. You're like, I know it's somewhere in the East Coast, right? It's in Massachusetts. That I knew. Like, obviously, being from the East Coast, maybe that's why I knew where it was. But it, it they're, they have a point. It's not like you're regular, like, you go to a travel agency and they're like, the Berkshires. No, it's not a thing. It's really, I think it's just family members that know about it. Like, like you're kind of born into, you have a house in the Berkshires, like that type thing. And people on the East Coast, obviously, because the East Coast is considerably smaller than the West Coast. Like, not, that sounds really fucking dumb. I know they're both the same size, like, as far as, like, respectively on either side. Like, they're pretty much the same size. But, I mean, the states are smaller on the East Coast, Right. So it's like we know what's going on three states up, whereas in California, that's like pretty much the bulk of the West Coast. So it would be like us talking about what's going us. I mean, us in Southern California knowing what's up in San Francisco, whereas someone in New York might not realize what's going on in San Francisco other than the Golden Gate Bridge. Right. Someone on the West Coast is like, oh, Massachusetts, Boston. Now we on the East Coast know it's the Berkshires. Do you understand my like screwed up geography lesson? I hope it works for you anyway. Back to the trailer. So Eva Marcel, um, who I'm really excited to see back on the screen, I think she's great. I don't think Real Housewives of Atlanta was her thing. I think I talk about this a few episodes behind. I just don't think she could shine with people like Nini and big personalities um, like Candy. Like I think she kind of fell to the background. So I think with this group of women, she will have her chance to shine. So I'm excited to see her on screen. And we already know what kind of a party she's in for because she comes out and she's like, weed's legal in Massachusetts. And we're like, yes, Eva. Okay, like I'm here for Eva. This is going to be one hell of a season. She didn't know much about the Berkshires though, which is fine, but she at least knew Massachusetts, right? Unlike Tamara and Vicky who were like, like Vicky's, oh, it's, it's the Berkshires and the Hamptons. And, and Tamara at least knows, no, that's a different state. She's like, I think it's in Massachusetts. And we're like, what? And she's like, Massachusetts, Massachusetts, Massachusetts. Like she could not say Massachusetts. I don't know if she was trying to be funny. I like Tamara, but I was like, come on. I know it's a tongue twister, but you are a grown woman. Massachusetts is not hard to say. But I'm, I'm here for the Thelma and Louise of it all. I really am. I like the two of them together. I like when they get along. I think they produce some of the Bravo's best content when they are getting along. I like that they do mention that. Um, how do you call brain fart brain fart I like that they do mention that Vicky and Tamara were both let go from the housewives and they give their respective reactions to that Tamara was very confused by the news and Vicky's like people tell me they still can't believe I'm not on the show I can't believe it either very Vicky response so we're kind of breaking the fourth wall there and I like that we're able to do that with these one-off shows right so finally, we see, oh, no, I think that's everyone besides Dorinda, who is prepping for this big trip in at her house. She says it's like a wedding and I'm totally here for it. There's like this beautiful flower arrangement that looks like a Christmas tree, but flowers. And she clearly made it nice for everyone. Oh, I lied. Jill Zarin, right? She's not she's not talked about yet because 
it's a surprise. So Jill, we find out at the end of the episode and they kind of or the episode preview and they kind of cut it off there that she's coming in a day later because of the Jewish holiday. But Dorinda's taking that opportunity to surprise everyone. And it's like, oh, I didn't tell them they were com- that Jill was coming. They don't think she's coming. And I'm like, OK, I am so stoked for this. I really hope Bravo isn't trying to pull a fast one on us. I really hope it's the case that the other housewives are going to be surprised because we haven't had Jill on our screen in years. She is like true, true, true OG like I'm sure she and Vicky probably have had some communication. I think those are probably the two oldest ones in this cast. So I am just so excited to see all of this unfold. I really think this is going to be better than season one. I wasn't feeling it. It felt too, I don't know. I feel like I spoke about this, but it just felt too forced. And maybe it was the the cast. It was too big of personalities, right? Like we had Ramona, Ramona-ing and Teresa like, this is my show. I love Teresa, but it was just hard to watch. I, I couldn't get behind it. It didn't seem like authentic drama. So I'm really hoping just from the preview, it sees, seems like these ladies are bringing out their personalities and it, it just seems a lot more authentic. I think the break from being on the shows has helped them all because now they have to readjust to get having cameras in front of their faces. So I think that gives them a little bit of a... You know, they're not used to it, right? So it's more authentic, more genuine. And I am so excited. Okay, so that premieres tomorrow or today if you're listening on Peacock. I cannot wait to discuss this with you next week. I think that's everything I wanted to cover. I always end this podcast like I'm ending a conference call. Side note, I just realized. Like I'm starting to say that and I'm like, what am I leading a training right now? I think that's everything I wanted to cover. Then I was about to be like, do you have any questions? I don't know if you have any questions because I can't, unfortunately, I can't see you right now. But if you do, feel free to DM me. Yeah, we're wrapping this up like a conference call, I guess. Thank you so much for uh, listening to the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. With me, your host, Diana Jebbia. Remember, follow me, TikTok, Instagram. More active on TikTok lately, at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A. Also shows Believe, some love, at Believe Network, and at Believe Podcast. Believe is spelled B-L-E-A-V. I will talk to you next week. Oh, great review. Five stars. Apple Podcasts. Love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.